Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, Whoa. yeah. What are you going to do? Not much. <sighs> I, uh, I will admit that I did not quite get all the way through transcribing my notes, so... Okay. Although, uh... I didn't take any notes. I forgot to hit record, so I just started it now. Oh, God. Record! So you yep. just missed our great children oh, no, and no, no. Sesame Street discussion. No, we'll put it in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not doing anything good. anyway. I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's right. No, no. No, totally. If, totally. If, if you're not laughing on the one track, then no one has confirmation that we're saying funny stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are tackling the first section of our new book, The Exorcist. So if you're reading along, don't go forward until you've read all of part one at the beginning. Also, for those scared verse souls out there, this section rates about a 2 out of 10 on my unofficial Fridometer. So if that aligns with your appetite for spookiness, then let's get right back to my discussion with the Chris's already in progress. All I know is this thing's been getting uh, some coverage because both conservatives and liberals are up in arms about it. Stuff like that. And they hate each other. I know. whoop de do. <laughs> what could possibly get them both up in arms? Dogs Potential and cats. child pornography. Living together. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to put it on Netflix. That's for us. <laughs> Oh. Hey, it's, uh, what is it? It's still part of Rosh Hashanah? Yes. Whoa. That it is. Con- congratulations, guys. Happy New Year. <laughs> Feliz Cumple New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Shana Tova. Yes. Sha- Shania Twain. Mm, close enough. <laughs> How was well, year of, of fifty seven eighty one? Did you do it virtual this year? Yeah, yeah. Basically, we had dinner here with the the house peoples, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah. And uh, everything else has been virtual. So yes, all my services. We got a picked up a high holiday box at my temple the other week. Hmm. Gave us goodies for it and some honey and stuff to use during the high holy days and they loaned us copies of the special prayer books for them so we have all yeah. that nice so that way we could still do it and have the stuff we needed and then services are shorter because this is this year they're kind of our my synagogue especially is like well we'll have some regular programming for you yeah 
But since none of us are here together, we're going to kind of leave it up to you to just kind of peruse through the Moxarim and read stuff and kind of do things at your own pace and how you want to do them. Oh. We can't all be together and doing That's the more nice. formal stuff completely. Yeah. So you can go. I didn't arrange to go, but I'm going to have to watch the Shofar service. We have signups oh. for some stuff like that. So they'll do like three Shofar services. This is the one with the, the Shofar. Huh? This is the one with the Shofar. <laughs> and the vegan and, uh, Shofar. Yeah, there's no such thing as a vegan Shofar. No, we talked about this already. There's just a. Uh, did it fall off the animal naturally or did you kill it? <laughs> yes. But, um, a dropped horn. So we've got some stuff you can do in person, but it's mostly online and you have to sign up for the in person stuff so they can distance yeah. appropriately and whatnot. Yes. So definitely different from the centuries past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you do well, what you got to do, and hopefully next year it won't be like this. Hope so. It's not as much. We might be able to be together and more in groups, but not all together in the same place, maybe. Yeah. But maybe we will. I don't know. Who knows? Right. Well, uh, I am frequently uh, glad that I've followed Sesame Street on Facebook. Yeah. Because I know all the Jewish holidays now because they're always like, oh, it's Rosh Hashanah now. And they're Elmo's eating all the the Jewish food and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they actually have pretty excellent basic explanatory Jewish stuff. Yes, and like and I had a whole uh, Jewish Sesame Street too, Israeli one, right? So they kind of blend them in, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I uh, like I told Chris the other day, I'm like, it's constantly uh, reaffirming your good nature that so much of your stuff is in alimment with Sesame Street. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jewish holidays, young. like uh, census workers, like yep, you're on the right path. If there's Thank videos of Big Bird learning about what you're doing. <laughs> I don't think he ever learned how to uh, do a left join on Sesame Street. Like, no one gives a shit about that. Nope. <laughs> it means we're fucking up. Yep. We uh, had one of a very rare, like, very active day today where we did stuff, mm-hmm. like, before the the plague hit. Uh-huh. Like we did a 5K. Right. Oh, we just yeah. walked outside, but virtually. Uh, although right. it was one that is by our house usually anyway, so it was basically the same course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Uh, you didn't run into any other people doing it? Actually, we did see one lady. Yeah? She was wearing the same shirt we all were. Nice. She gave oh. us a thumbs up. And then some guy was yeah. like, hey, over there, some dog came out of the woods and bit me, so be careful. Oh no! Oh no! Of all the things to worry about during a plague, still got to worry about them dogs. Fucking fucking yeah, dogs well. coming out of the woods. Yeah. Yes. Well, Daniel was like, "Should we go back?" I'm like, "No, it's like a big open field. Like we'll see a dog. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, we'll chance it. Just throw her in front of them. You no, know, I was gonna say fine. we have two kids. Like that's why you have two. Wow. Them down and just go." <laughs> I just figure they're rambunctious enough to scare off the dog. Right. Just get some pepper spray, carry that around. Yeah. This might be, you know, unfounded, but I feel like I could handle one dog. Like one dog run out to bite me. Like just deal with it, you know. 
It would suck, but you could deal with it. It would suck, but yeah. dogs have jumped on me before. Mm-hmm. I think I think I could take most dogs. <laughs> they bite you is the question, though, because some dogs are... Uh... I live with a dog that if she bit you, it would, it's not a good time. Listen, I think it'd be hilarious to die of a dog attack during a pandemic. Like, <laughs> it's oddly enough, I agree with you. It would be. It's totally worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, didn't see any dogs, so I don't know what that guy was talking about. Uh, we had a well, soccer game. Uh, and uh, I maybe brought this up already, but mm-hmm. Levi went with a rec soccer team. Right. We used to play Academy, so he's downgraded, but uh, none of the soccer dads have downgraded. Mm-hmm. So his jersey is no longer like a kid version of a real team? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Less it's pressure, just a though. t-shirt I mean, with, you know, yeah, decal. some graphics. Yeah. Junior Rec League. Yeah. 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 It, it was a very... Like my kickball shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Danielle also got her Tigers t-shirt. And mm-hmm. oddly enough, like, made St. Louis-style pizza for us because Beth brought us Emo's pizza crusts. Oh, and nice. And Provel cheese. Nice. So she was wearing a Tigers shirt, eating p- St. Louis pizza while we had Fitz's cream soda. So I'm like, what the hell is happening today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Very odd. But we did that. Yep. And then my parents came over and we played the family version of Cards Against Humanity. Nice. Which, uh, yes, I recommend. Pretty good. It's like perfectly tuned for kids my kids' age. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they cannot handle reading any of the stuff. They just giggle the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to play a round of this with your kids. Yes, come on down. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. They'll just giggle over there and I'm going to go, oh my gosh, wonder what they have now. Ah, uh, what? Pooping on a toilet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Outrageous. It's funnier than it should be. Yep. <laughs> well, that's the thing is instead of just being, you know, outrageously offensive, it's like completely mm-hmm. surreal instead. And somehow that's funnier to me. Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> So what you're saying is play the family version over the regular version. I mean, I probably would. Because yeah. A of all, yeah. I could have more than one person play with me. And that right. makes it funnier. But Yeah. I just remember, like, uh, uh, a few years ago in Canada, my mom was playing Cards Against Humanity with my aunt. Mm-hmm. My aunts, I guess. And my grandma. And, like, I couldn't be in the same room. Like I just I just couldn't handle the proximity to you know like 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 the the fact that one of them could end up with that card that says like jerking off into a bowl of baby tears or something. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like I I just don't want to I don't want to be around that. Well here we go, problem solved. And and my mom is like like you know, that's your problem, essentially. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. like we're all having fun. Like, you're the one who's got a problem with it. Yeah. Oh, no. So. Yes. My question, Travis, is mm. if I'm down there visiting you and we're playing this, can I still get drunk? Yeah. I encourage awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> My best, uh, the kids won't best know the difference. playing that right. game is when I'm blotto. Yeah. Exactly. I imagine it rings true for the family version. So, 
Get those kids drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. There's the there's one the solution. Spot to oranges, and they'll be just as good. Spiked <laughs> <laughs> with vodka. Oh wait. Uh... <laughs> P.S. Did you guys know that cream soda was so good? I yeah. did. I like it, cream soda. It literally tastes like there's cream in that soda. I'm very sure aware. Something that like I carried over from my childhood. I'm like, ew, cream soda. That's gross. But no. In fact, child me is stupid and wrong. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Fitz's cream soda Especially in particular Fitz's. is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It could just be that brand, but it could be. I was thinking You'll like, have to try others and find out. When I was a kid, but ugh. There's we this, are, uh, by the way, I mean, anything not sponsored by mediocre. Right. Oh, we could be. I should although, Vass, <laughs> although, Vass, if you want to sponsor us, even though we just disparage your product, <laughs> you're holding camp on the air if you give us money. I'm holding out for Mr. Pibb. Uh-huh. Yeah. More brand awareness high, than Vass. Highfalutin taste there. <laughs> or RC Cola. Mm-hmm. Ew. Royal Crown Cola. Gross. Take what you can get, bro. Gross. So the dough starts rolling in. <laughs> then we can be selective. We built our podcast on the RC Cola Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so speaking of horrible things, like RC mm. Cola. Yeah. How about this kid that's getting, you know, fucked over by the devil? By, by the devil. We don't know if it's the devil yet. No, we, don't, we haven't even had no. a confirmation it's a demon. Oh, probably, man. Even though we all know it. I gotta guess that's probably Pazuzu. I was just gonna yeah, say so... that. I'm assuming it's Pazuzu, but it might not be. Might not be. I have it on good authority that Pazuzu's not a bad guy, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From yeah. the Futurama episode? Is that what we're talking about? No, no. There's a guy on YouTube who's uh, it's it's um, the British Museum. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love he, their videos. he's a he's an Assyriologist, and he has a whole video about how Pazuzu gets a bad rap because of the Exorcist. But like Pazuzu's not a bad guy. He's like a bud. Well, and they do kind of allude to it even in the prologue there of like, oh hey, using Pazuzu to protect against yeah. other things. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, Pazuzu like looks scary, and so people freak out about it. But apparently, like, Pazuzu's not a bad guy. Yeah. Like Zangief in Wreck It Ralph, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It's perfectly so. Bad. You know, job descriptions don't match your inside. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I kind of remember there being an episode of Spooked about, like, a Hawaiian uh, demon, but it was like, the scary demons are the ones that keep you away from where you're not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. The demons that look nice and, you know, harmless are the ones you gotta worry about, so. Yep. Didn't we kind of learn that from some Japanese mythology, too? Like, the friendly little creature actually wants to eat your soul. Yeah. Type of deal. (laughs) All All those Pokemon... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to have you piss on the rug and then tell people they're going to die in space. What's so wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, he's an Apollo era astronaut. He very well could die in space right. easily. Just playing the odds. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, this might be that warning that saves your life. Yeah. It's like, don't get on that spaceship, dude. And he doesn't. He doesn't get well known, but maybe he's supposed to be on Apollo 13 and would have died if he was on it or something. Right. So, oh, man. You know. Right. Too much. When this takes place, I was not paying that close of attention. Uh, in the 60s at some point, it sounds yeah. like. Well, see, it could have been the one. It could be 1970. Yeah, I thought it was in the 70s already. Well, it can't be more than 1971, I don't think, when the book came out. But it's right around there, because they do have a lot of the cult, like the late 60s, early 70s countercultural references and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And mom's whole th- product she's working on, where she's playing the university teacher that sides with the student radicals that was all really happened around like 68 yeah. to 73 well so. and and kennedy's dead so mm-hmm. at least that late but I don't think yeah said specifically well we didn't mm. really do apollo shit either until like they weren't going up until of course you know late 60s yeah and into the 70s so it's gotta be right, right around then hmm hmm Hmm. Well, in general, how did you find this first part of the book? It was good. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Not too Man, creepy. It was it was quick reading. Yeah. Like his his writing style is very um flowery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still like it it goes quickly. I don't I don't know how else yeah. to put it. Like he mm-hmm. it, I'll have to agree. I didn't. Out of the uh, fifteen pages that I actually did read in my book, instead of listening, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for the record, you listened to the. I listened book. to the rest Opti- of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just showed that. It was actually. Yeah. I was kind of dreading being like, "Well, this might take me a while," but it wasn't too hard to read. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I'm like, okay, so what's gonna happen next? Right. I'm like, yeah. what's going on here, folks? Yeah. There's like a couple of the the sections where they're talking about Father Karras, like. We're I'd like a a a change up type of thing, but yeah, even that mm-hmm. was just they were short, so I felt like you could probably go back and dig more meaning out of them because they're sort of impressionistic, yeah, than descriptive. But they were short, and so didn't really slow you down too much. But there's there's a lot of adjectives. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there are. Well, and it helps put you in the mindset of what he's going to be like, given his yeah. recent loss and all that other shit. And I thought he, for for writing that out, he made you kind of feel it a bit, which is good. Yeah. It's kind of the disconnect and thinking back on things. And I don't believe in, like, I don't think I believe anymore and shit like right. that. So well, Right. More in his own head than dealing with. Right. Uh... That, that seems to be the mindset of, like, most of the characters here, too, is mm-hmm. uh, non-believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what they're setting us up for. Is like a bunch of non-believers are going into this situation, right? Right, and they're not going to take it seriously because they don't follow religion, type of deal. Until it's yeah. too late, wah, wah, wah. until it's peeing on their rug. <laughs> oh, I think even beyond that. <laughs> skip right to the end of the section. Yeah, yep. right, right at the very end, people. That was like the last four pages that happened in. It's a hell of a way to close a section, is all I'm saying. Yep. Seriously. It is. Because it's really been kind of a slow boil up until yeah. that yeah. point. Right. I really that's, feel like the shit's going to start hitting the fan now. That's what I was wondering and hoping I had done more research on. I was thinking about it today. Like, 
it definitely seems like the part of the the scary movie where you're like, well, things are fine, or oh, maybe they're not. Fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> the slow build up of weirdness, and I'm like, right? Kind of follow some of those same kind of beats, but is this a chicken or an eggs type of situation? Like, do people just copy this because it was so well received, and so mm-hmm. yeah, like. Uh, it definitely is how the cinema classic paranormal activity goes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right down to the Ouija board. So, Man, I don't know what people found so creepy about Ouija boards. It moves oh, on its own. Oh, scare the shit out of me. I won't use the play with those. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's too much uncertainty about it. I like heard so many scary stories about them, and then it's just, it, it's it's a fucking game. Yeah, like no. like you can buy it at Toys R Us. It's a game. It's made by Hasbro, guys. <laughs> Seriously, My Little Current Edition. There are much Ouija older board. ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done it. I never will. It just no, weirds no. me out. No, whether I think anything going to happen, just the whole premise about it is a little too weird just for me. Imagine doing it with us, where all of the answers will be sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps going to three. no i could see like if you're talking about like the old school like talking board setup where like you have to go to a probably crazy person's house you go to a dark room by yourself (laughs) do some sort of drugs and then do it that's probably Mm -hmm. really scary but no if you go to toys r us and get a something from milton bradley or whatever that's not scary no no no. Uh, maybe it should be. You are wrong to be scared by things. It <laughs> weirds me out. Like, I just don't, I'm like, no. It is, it is a little weird. And that's probably the, the, the reason why people are like, oh, oh, I don't know. You're oh, you're dealing with things that ought not be dealt with. That's kind of just my thought asking about it. I'm like, just don't, just don't do asking it. Asking like, demons questions. Plus, I don't know, I just saw that movie. God, I can't remember what it is now. But... Is it Ouija? No, it just came <laughs> out. It was oh. about the... Uh, Woman who marries into this family, who then on the night of her marriage they hunt her down. Oh, mansion and yes. shit. Ready or yeah, not? I just watched that. Ready or not? Yeah, yeah. and they're a that family really that makes good. fucking board games. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was so good. And guess what? They're the family that makes board games and shit. Milton Bradley. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Touche. Using That's the real life Milton Bradley about real life. <laughs> yeah, but. It's I autobiographical. Think, I don't think the Parker totally. Brothers made a deal with Satan. <laughs> you don't know that. Were you there, Travis? <laughs> to come up with sorry or what? <laughs> I'll pull a, I'll pull a feather out of my favorite creationist cap and go, Were you there? I mean Did you see it? <laughs> no. I guess I don't know for sure. <laughs> I, also, I also found myself wondering like in all of these possession stories, like, what's the point? You know? What's the demon's goal here? Like, I will take over this 12-year-old girl. And then... Well, it just depends on whose theology you're using. For most people, then there's, what? like, there isn't one. But for, like, Catholic stuff and whatnot, it's to corrupt souls and gain more souls for Satan. Mm-hmm. And I guess upset the spiritual balance. Mm-hmm. Make the, uh, people what? choose to go to hell. But then I'm like, but... If a demon possesses a child, there's no conscious choice involved in that. There's nobody going, hey, I'm going to use my free will to turn against God and go with the easy guy who's hmm. going to then torture me for all eternity type of deal. But, I don't know, that was the kind of shit when 
kind of how it was explained to me, like, growing uh. up. Like, not that we really believed in it like that, but that was the line. It's like, oh, he's trying to turn people yeah. away from God and go to hell Via and stuff like that. Via moving furniture around slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just them dastardly demons. I guess. Just but, f- trying out their powers. It's just show- scaring people, I guess. But I'm like, but again, if you frighten people, it's not a real choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not a real, hey, yeah, I'm going to do that willingly, like, corrupt my soul. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're scaring people who think they have no other choice. So whatever they would do, it's not a real free will decision. Mm-hmm. But essentially, that's kind of I what it's supposed to be. I think they'll take it. <laughs> they'll just take them. Don't I don't matter. think it holds up in court, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Whatever the celestial agreements are between yes. the upper place and the lower place, it has to be like an actual real choice, not coerced. Yes. When St. Peter but... and King Minos weigh your soul against the weight of a feather. <laughs> you but, you know, that's why all doomed. this stuff starts to fall apart after about eight years old. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, though. That doesn't make sense. Doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, you told me this thing, but then this could happen, but that doesn't make sense based on this other part that's more important according to you. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Well, anyhow, shall we get into some details? Yeah, I suppose let's so. do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys the signal where I've stopped, where I have to switch over to handwritten notes, and I don't, <laughs> I no longer know what I've read or written, so... <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, as always, I like a book that opens with a good Bible quote. Uh huh. As always, especially when always. you can quickly follow it by quotes about human depravity. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I guess that whole Bible quote about Legion being the whole backbone of the whole exorcism situation. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway. And also that FX show or whatever it was. <laughs> That's totally different. But I thought of that too, <laughs> to be honest. I'm like, ah, oh, Legion. I know it's not the same, but Legion. It's exactly the same. Anyway, uh, another type of chicken and egg situation where we have the prologue opening in, in Iraq with finding, you know, not talismans, but I thought of like Hellraiser, where the guy like, finds that box that summons the Cenobites. Like, mm-hmm. Anyway, they're in, they're in a rock. Rubik's Cube. Yeah. The dig was over. Some man is drinking hot tea in the desert. And yeah, like that first page, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> the guy, this guy's <laughs> writing style is sort of weird. Like talking about the brittle remains of cosmic torment. Yeah, like I said, it's, that was it's odd, flowery. Right? Yeah. Upwards it's flowery. Back to his god. But yep. that was really the, the, I don't know. I wondered if that was something came in inserted later. To be like, look how good I can write now. <laughs> the 40th, 40th anniversary. But anyway. No, no. He's he's really trying to show off. He just really wants to. He's like, look at how much of a writer I am. Like, <laughs> I smoked all of this weed and spirit and shoes are stuff that was primal and totally other. Like, uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, then I made a note to ask about a Catholic calendar card. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it seems self-explanatory, but is it anything other than just like here's when the holidays are, or when no, you're supposed it's to pray? A calendar or... and with a saint on it, and well, saint of the month, or of the thing. I actually have a Egyptian one, a Egyptian Catholic calendar card. Egyptian calendar card. I can show it to you if you want. Coptic. Oh. Yeah, it's Coptic. It's from uh, the monastery of I can't remember the guy's name now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just has a calendar on it and. I mean, all the holidays it would show are, you know, European culture holidays, too. So. Your room is going insane. <laughs> it can't handle it. <laughs> so, yes. As we mentioned before, he finds the stone head of Pazuzu at the dig site. Pazuzu. Demons Pazuzu. with southwest wind. Piercing, yep. but has been like a shield. And again, I made a note. Evil against evil, just like Pokemon. Like, Yeah. You guys were exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Like Pokemon, uh, Saint Bishoy. Hmm? He was a he went into the desert and made a monastery. And I went to that monastery in Egypt. Oh, did you see a statue of Pazuzu there? No. Oh. So this one, kind of like the ones I experienced as a kid. You got that you can't see. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. ha! Turn that off. You disappeared. That was actually fun. Yeah, he did. <laughs> No background. There you go. So you've got St. Bishoy on the mm. front of this one. Mm-hmm. And on the back, 2005. Yeah. You have the calendar that you kind of maybe set of. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So that's gotcha. what they are. And they'd okay. have a little phrase on them. I'm sure this says more in the Coptic on it than I can read Abba Bishoy, but... You know, they have that or a little phrase on them, just like the one they described. My nice. grandparents always had, like, five of them around from the <laughs> yeah. various peoples and shit they donated to and oh. causes they supported. So I was yeah. like, oh, hey, I remember those. And then, yeah, you could just keep it in, in your wallet. Right. You always have a reference because, you know, people didn't have smartphones and crap. <laughs> and they'd be like, what day is it today again? <laughs> I was out here for three days. What day is it now? When do I need to be in Aswan or whatever? When do I need to be back to Baghdad? All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This man in khaki is Father Marin. And he leaves his Arab friend in a kind of a daze, shrouded with terms of finality like home and like never looking back. And wanders through the ruins of the town and stops in the statue in front of Pazuzu himself. And it's like, he knew. It was coming. He- no. Dun dun dun. Da da da. Yes. How though? Um, and so it wasn't until I was writing my first part of my notes down that I realized that was a different dude, like a different father than later on. Mm-hmm. But okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's not, he didn't yet come back as far as I know. But yeah. I feel like he will make an appearance later. We don't know. We don't know. We don't Possible know. to know. So yes, on to part one. The beginning of the horror passed unnoticed while they're in Georgetown on right by the Potom- Potomac River. So we've got Chris McNeil, who's an actress, practicing lines. Her daughter, mm. Reagan, who's sleeping down the hall. Regan. Regan. Reagan. It's Reagan. According to the Reagan. author, it's when he reads it, though, he says Reagan. Reagan. Really? Yeah. I, thought I, I would have assumed Regan, too, but he's like, Reagan... I'm like I don't I don't like that blatty. Don't. Yeah, I don't like it <laughs> either. Uh, Reagan, huh? Reagan. Reagan. 
It also doesn't make sense because she calls her rags. Like, mm-hmm. Or rags. Is it, what's the audiobook say? Rags. Rags? Weird. Yeah. Hey, rags. Anyway, also the housekeeper is Willie and the best character, Carl. Carl. Ah, <laughs> Carl. The best. He's my like favorite. Carl. He is the highlight of this book so far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they, stoic. Yeah. He is the best character. And will remain so, I'm for sure. Yes. He uh, does not give a fuck. Nope. <laughs> no. Even when people are screaming at him that he's a Nazi, he's like, okay. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Maybe he was. That's why he can stand there and be like, you don't matter. <laughs> he's the only one who knows about 24-hour shops. Mm-hmm. How will you find rat traps, Carl? Like, It was easy. Like at Walmart or whatever, but. but that wasn't as usual back then, too. No, that's true. You know, <laughs> they gave him so much shit about that. Like, what are you gonna do, man? You're going out right now to get rat traps? It's like, yeah, like, yes, yes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know things. <laughs> like, I know anyway. things. Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, the mom, Chris, a third Chris for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Third Confusing. Chris, here's an alien rapping at twelve fifteen, and it took me a little bit to kind of adjust to her internal monologue because I don't know. She talked like I would think of somebody, well, maybe appropriately in like a movie, mm-hmm. like the man from Harlem or whatever. He's like, man, that bugs me. Like, <laughs> it's a stone cold bummer, man. But guy from Harlem, like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's funny. Seems to be coming from Reagan's room. Wags, Rags, are you awake? What was that? It's just a box. Or maybe rats in the ceiling. It sure is cold in here, though. And this is the point where every horror fan knows exactly what's up. Like, yep. Number one. <laughs> like, sure is cold. Sure is cold yep. in here. What's that weird But the window's noise? not open. Right. <laughs> anyway, back to bed. <laughs> Don't go into the long grass. <laughs> Back to bed, and she's got a lot of old onset memories she deals with, and dreams of death, like for real death, like actually dying. Like, dude. Whoa. For real. Deep. For realsies. For realsy. Uh, like, very middle school type of things, like, I'm actually going to die, oh shit. But, uh, next day at breakfast, there's a rose on her plate, and she's like, that was nice of rags. I can't believe we considered naming her Goneril. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Is I that can't a Lord of the Rings name or something? Like, what is that? <laughs> Isn't I'm that like, Shakespeare? Regan is bad enough, I thought. But Isn't that where gonorrhea comes from? That character from The Tempest or whatever? Gonorrhea. I don't know. Is that true? Yeah. I have no idea. She's like really, really uh, t- terrible lady in Shakespeare. I don't remember. <laughs> I'll look it up some other time. Yeah. But yeah. And then, you know, just kind of semi-wistfully thinking about the son they lost, Jamie. And uh, just like a, like I said, a continual, like, internal sarcastic monologue with herself. Like, way to go, Chris. You stepped right in it or whatever. Yeah. But I got more okay with it as it went on, so. Mm. Uh, Then on with a costume sweater and walks to work. Thinking as the solemn bell of the church nearby tolls. Like, maybe I should buy this house. Yeah. That I'm living in now. Maybe. Seems like an okay place. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah. So it's yes. pretty big, and you get servants. Well, I don't know if that comes with the house, but 
Do they come with yeah. her then? You get housekeepers at least. I uh, think they come with her, yeah. They do seem okay. pretty familiar. Anyway, she's in a, a musical comedy, like a remake of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. <laughs> but updated doesn't seem for... rife with music or comedy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the cool teacher. It's like, I'm with these students. Like, fuck the man. Like, let's do this. Yep. And uh, she's confronting the director about a scene that doesn't make any sense. He's like, what's that with the script? Great. Delightedly rips a piece of her script and eats it. Like, I guess you do, if you have xylophagia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his weird habit, eating yeah. script pages. Yeah. Right? Like, that seemed weird enough that I went and researched a little bit. <laughs> I come up with the term xylophagia. Uh-huh. Which, it's, uh... It's a form of the eating disorder known as pica. And they okay. would eat, like, you know, paper or pencils or tree barks or other wooden items. Weird. Clay. Yeah. Chalk. I've seen someone mm-hmm. who ate chalk for theirs. Yeah. It's basically just a general unusual craving for, you know, eating inedible things. But, right. But uh, they say it... Uh... Sorry, I'm reading through other details we don't need. It has certain comorbid conditions, like, you know schizophrenia so that explains it Mm -hmm. maybe a maybe a uh, forewarning about this uh, Dennings guy but yeah yeah so anyway he's like listen we have to do this stupid ass scene because that's what the editor wants to do like he's got the the symbolism of you going in a door and someone coming out a door or whatever he's like anyway fuck it and then Chris is like uh oh there's priests here I wonder if he heard and he totally did Yep, but they're okay because priests are cool. Yeah. The priests so far seem pretty cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why they're around, except that they're in Georgetown, I guess. Because but... they're in Georgetown. Yep. So... Jesuits are pretty cool, usually. But are they, like, just keeping an eye on things? Like, what? Are they chaperoning this whole thing, or what? Mm-hmm. Or just no, they're just close... passers-by, you know? Yeah. Just hanging out. There just yeah. happen to be some Jesuits. Yeah. Right. Like there are, you know. Yeah. I liked I liked the note where she was kind of talking about her director. He's like she didn't believe he was an alcoholic, but he just drank and behaved outrageously because that was what was expected of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, exactly. They expect directors to be weird, so that's why he drinks so heavily. Yeah, like, at a certain point in his temper or his drinking, he could explode into temper, even if at three in the morning. You know, like alcoholics don't do. <laughs> but I did like that whole moving scene and the parallels, uh, the filming of the movie scene and parallels to like having a mass and the script being like the hymnal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked that illusion. But uh, anyway, doesn't spend too long on describing that whole thing because then she's walking home. Passing the church where John Kennedy married Jackie Onassis, and she sees the priest who heard the F word, like up the street, meeting some of his fellows. And then she's very bitter and be like, We've waited a really fucking long time for this whole Jesus to come back. Give us this life everlasting. Mm-hmm. Like, all, right, all right, lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at home is Sharon Spencer, who's Reagan's tutor and. Like her sec, sort of her secretary, I guess. Yeah. Right. So write letters and stuff. Double duty. I guess. Yep. 
Sharon. Personal like, assistant. Like Chris and Sharon. What a pair. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, Sharon's like, hey, do you want to go to dinner at the White House? And Chris is like, I don't know. <laughs> and don't see, know about that Nixon guy. This conversation could happen in your house, Chris. It could. <laughs> it could. Sure, like you want to go to the White House? You're like I'd really rather not. <laughs> I seriously, right now, no, no, I do not want to eat uh, Big Macs at the White House. Yeah, Thank you. no, that's food. Come on, <laughs> fuck that. I have that here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, while they're kind of planning their social calendar, Reagan comes in, kisses her mom, and is like, "Guess what happened today? I saw a guy with a horse." Whoa. Chris is like that guy with a horse. Wink. <laughs> Which I guess she's seeing because he has a horse. So who wouldn't see him? Uh, right. A script has come in. Chris is not overly pleased with, but it's like, I guess I play a nun who discovers she's a lesbian or something. It's like, no. <laughs> Predictable. They want you to direct this. And wouldn't you know no. it's a triptych about faith and hope and whatever. She's like, oh man, that's really something. Like something that lives. And seems to be like her character... Uh, motivation here and like she thinks death is really scary and living forever is pretty cool even if it's in as a movie director mm-hmm. yeah they uh make a side note about sharon being into new agey stuff like transcendental yep. meditation yep 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 but you know they don't dwell on it too long but chris goes to help her daughter find this one particular dress that's not there but she's like hey mom there's noises in the attic she's like it's just squirrels it's not the demon Pazuzu. It's just squirrels. No. <laughs> I thought it was, it's not rats, because she's scared of rats. It's just squirrels. Oh, yeah. I think that was the reason they gave in the book. Like, right. <laughs> she was didn't want it to be rats or a demon, so she just went with squirrels. <laughs> yep. Yes. Makes there's sense. A, there's a visual I like when they pop out to dinner about the Potomac River being like placid on the surface, but swift and powerful underneath. Mm-hmm. Just like this part of the scary movie where everything seems cool, but already powerful stuff is happening. Oh, right. good call. Yeah. It will eventually drown you. <sighs> and make you very sleepy, apparently. Yeah. Right. Yawn. Yawn. Remember, I'm an hour in the future here. <laughs> yes. Also, sometimes people throw a silver dollar across it. <laughs> or maybe they don't. Who knows? Anyway. Once they get back from dinner, Willie is like, yeah, that dress is in her closet. I know it's there, but nope, it's in Chris's closet. That's odd. What? Yep. I'm like all balled up and shit, too. Like, Yeah, on the floor. Yeah. So she puts it back into Regan's closet while making a side note. Like, look at all the nice things we have to distract her from the fact her dad is not here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A little cynical. That's and where they're going. Stubs her toe on the dresser, which happens to be three feet out of place, which I feel like you would have noticed. One would think. Three feet, yes. Yeah. If it was three inches, I'd be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Three feet, though. Anyway. Three feet's big. I feel like you picked that up. But uh, the director stops by, looking to be on the prowl. I guess he just <laughs> came from a faculty meeting with the priests. Which, again, yeah. I'm like, but well, I guess just because they're filming on site... Yeah. 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 Just doing the, the you know. Uh, Just schmoozing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, really, you should be doing more of this PR. Like, you would look better and they would appreciate you more. Also, give me more gin. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always more gin. 
they chit back chit chat more about death like for real really dying and like not existing at all and he's like yeah death is a comfort more gin <laughs> <laughs> yep mm-hmm. more gin more gin uh she's asking about the priests i guess thinking back to the ones she saw going into the church which she is very in this whole section she's very interested about the priests and i don't really know why she just wants to know what they thought about the word fuck. <laughs> that someone else said. Yeah. Right? But she was around. <laughs> yeah, she's like, do they go to confessions together? Like, also, didn't you study to be a... And he's like, mm. Mm. Shut it. What? No. Shut it. Because he's British. Oi. Shut it. Oi. <laughs> I liked his Oi. It's like, yes, the quality of mercy is not strained. No, it falleth from heaven like the gentle Gordon's dry gin. Not an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> not an alcoholic, guys. Not at all. Just what's expected of him. Yeah. Uh, so, but then they both perk up a little bit when they start chatting about directing. Like, mm-hmm. Chris is unsure she can handle all that technical stuff. He's like, listen, just get a good team in place and just don't have to do anything. Right. Yeah. You just have to true. guide. Which is true. And since you're an actor, it's like you can do it better than other directors yeah. because you know how to make it happen. Right. Then the best character enters, Carl. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, what's up with this Nazi? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Are we going to learn more about why he's doing that or is he just an asshole? Like, I think, I think he's, he's just, just an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's I'm, all there is to it. I'm fine with that explanation. He's like, I'm actually Swiss. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> so yes, they uh, he tries to bother him, and maybe because Carl does not give a shit, that's why he goes so hard on him. But yeah, I think so because he's an asshole and he's a drunk. Yeah, and that's what they do. Yeah, sometimes. Then, then down to the basement playroom because there's a model bird that Rags made. Good old dumb bird. <laughs> oh, dumb bird. A dumb bird. And oh, hey, she's got a Ouija board. Those things never cause trouble. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> not in not in books like these. Especially not right. books like these. She's like, hey, you use this thing like by yourself? That's weird. For that's me saying that's pretty weird. Uh yep, know. I would agree. And he's like, yeah, let Normally me show you. Normally kids don't play but, with that by themselves. But just me. Captain Howie doesn't like it if you do it. That's a trigger. <laughs> <right there>. like, <laughs> mm, when your kids like who? this other the fuck person, you talking about? And you're not allowed to be around me with him too. Like that's not good. No. <laughs> Even if they're just an imaginary friend. But uh like yeah, Captain Howdy, like her father Howard, maybe. Like yeah, he tells me things. Red flag number what? Or what are we up to? Are we keeping track? Like five? Yeah. Like that. Probably about that. Probably about that. But Captain Howdy doesn't talk that night. So nope. What should we do tomorrow? I know, cherry blossoms in a movie. Perfect. Like, that sounds like a good time. Like, that, it does, actually. Is that drunk upstairs going to come? Like, you're going to marry him, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? This is like, what? Of course I like him. I like pizza, but I'm not going to marry one. I'm like, I sure would. If you could marry, <laughs> <laughs> you could marry pizza, I would be if all you over could it. marry pizza. <laughs> That would be well, interesting. I just heard things. He's like, what did you hear? You're 11. And from who? But then I guess they didn't really answer oh, that. So I'm guessing nope. Captain Howdy told her. Mm, that's my assumption as well. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, later on that night, reading her new script, Reagan shows up. It's like, I can't sleep. There's noises in my room. So her mom checks the attic for rats, but it's empty, although there are now traps. Mm-hmm. And she gets a good, you know, bathroom mirror jump scare from Carl, who's waiting for her at the step bottom of the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Just over her shoulder. Not creepy at all. Not creepy. No. He's Carl's awesome. He's just exactly. where he needs to be. He's where he'd be like, see? It's clean up there, isn't it? Like right, I said, and then there's really. traps. And I put the traps out. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to play a trick on this guy. And puts a stuffed Mickey Mouse into an empty track. And like, mm-hmm. Carl, you need to check that. He's like, somebody's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I liked that. <laughs> somebody's funny. So yes, they do, in fact, go on a tour of all the monuments downtown. Like, you know, the cemetery. To see the Eternal Flame and the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, which is where you want to take yeah. your eleven old year old kid. Right. I went when I went there when I was eleven. Yeah, but you probably we went, went to DC. other stuff too. Well, yeah, it was just part of one, <laughs> one of the things we did on one of our days. You probably did this, you know, like the Smithsonian afterward, not just like, hey, look at all these dead people, kid. Yeah, we were only there for like an hour. Yeah. So. Yes, I remember when I went there, my parents like severely giving me a talking to. He's like, this is a very important place. You cannot be acting like a jerk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Can't be your usual self here. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just say, were you planning to be a jerk there? I don't, like, think, I don't think so. Was that on the docket? Like, you can't climb on shit here? Like, you can't be running around and jumping? Like your no. kids like to do? Anyway. <laughs> I was like, hey, kids. how come people have to die? I'm like, well, God gets lonely for them. Good, good enough, I guess. Yeah, I feel like she was really uncomfortable giving that explanation, just as she was uncomfortable before when like other, like spiritual type stuff came yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was an interesting answer because when she talks about it later with, I think Sharon is like, "Have you been talking about God and stuff with her?" She's like, "Well, yeah." She asked. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, just don't tell her anything." Yeah, could you cut it out? Jeez. She's like, but it's hard for me to give answers. Just pretend you my, didn't hear it. My thoughts yeah. on it. Just accuse her of mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> like any good adult would do. What I child? No, that. stop mumbling. And, and I won't hear it. Right. I won't have any of this God talk in my house. Yeah. Now go back to making Dumb Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But there's sadly no call from Reagan's father on her birthday. So oh, she's very sullen yeah. for a couple of days. Understandable. And even there's a morning where she's found in her mom's bed. She's like, my bed has been shaking. Like, hmm. Again, yep. red flag number What eight. What number 18. flag is that? Yeah. <laughs> 25. We're up, I don't know. We're up there. Yes. Uh, I noticed there's a whole lot of chapter endings in here where I was like, and that was the last time anything would ever be good again. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, what looked like morning was the beginning of endless night. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that, with those kinds of flourishes. All mm-hmm. that shit was chapter one, which was like 50 fucking pages. I know. I felt like most and then of the section two was, was like chapter three. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? But chapter two is, uh, as I scroll back to where my notes were, it's all about Father Damien Karras. And like I said mm. earlier, like kind of an impressionistic and not really super descript way. Yeah. Like I did like the sort of, I guess, flashback scene of him like on a subway platform. And he's like, there's a bum over there and he's going to talk to me. 
And he's going to want to give me God, money, God, and God. I'm a priest. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I feel that way myself when I'm on subway platforms, and I'm not a priest. So there you go. Like that guy's going to say things. I'm going to have to talk. Uh, yeah. Yes, and being uh, very cringy about me. Like I don't want to have to see this side of Jesus's face. Like no. But he gives him his cab fare anyway, so still nice. Uh-huh. And then you know, uh, signing in a visitor's log and. Like, I forgot something here. Oh, yes, Society of Jesus. And I think he was visiting his mom in her apartment. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Or his mom's friend? I think so. One or the other. I assumed mom, because he was later like, I should not have stayed away so long, but... Yeah. Right. uh, She's got a very squalid apartment, and noted that she's an immigrant, just like uh, our author's mom. And she had a corset on the floor of her bathroom, which is something of the profession. And I assume that means prostitute. I couldn't. Think of I assume that too. Couldn't think of another profession using a corset. Yeah. Does she make them? Maybe she could <laughs> back be a in the day. Yeah. A launderer because she had a rusty mm-hmm. bathtub. Right. She could make meth in there. Uh, exactly. And All just of these are keep options. Cinched. Right. Know. Anyway, he's very firmly grappling with his faith gone cold. Mm-hmm. And I liked that scene of him giving himself mass. Like, he ran and got communion wafers and then just gave them to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Which I yep. guess you would have to do if there's not anyone in your church or you're not practicing, but, you know, tearfully begging for signs for God. And I feel like he's probably going to get some. Right. Some very clear signs. <laughs> Seems like that's what this book is about. Leading up to perhaps. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was like three or four pages, and then on to chapter three. And uh, Chris is asking her doctor back in L.A. about maybe sending her daughter to a psychiatrist, because her behavior has just been odd since her birthday. Like, Mm. she's angry and erratic, and there's like more noises, and she's got imaginary playmates, and she's losing things. And furniture is constantly being moved around. Carl, once again, is like, someone's funny all the time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like she <laughs> fucked herself over in Carl's camp by putting that thing in there on purpose. Now he thinks everyone's just playing tricks on him. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, she has the reaction I probably would have had, though. She's like, she's just doing it for attention. Her doctor's yep. like, well, how is her math? And she's like, terrible. She's like, <laughs> that's probably not good. Anyway, let me refer you to this other doctor who examines her. And it's like, I think maybe it's hyperkinetic behavior disorder, which is a disorder of the nerves, we probably think. We're not really sure. Anyway, yeah. I have all this Ritalin. Yeah. <laughs> that will help. <laughs> Take all of these drugs for the next two weeks. Yep. P.S. What's with all the swearing, though? Oh, she's well, like, you the, know. The what? The huh? It happens. Like, she's been angry. He's like, yeah, well, you know, she's dropping C-bombs in here while I'm trying to examine her. <laughs> all right, it's fine. <laughs> Like, that's expected. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, Chris is no longer sure. Like, is Reagan going to be ready for my big house party I'm having? Like, also, her room is stinky, so add another red flag. Mm-hmm. And uh, now she's not really sure if she should be taken on directing this movie. Like, she maybe needs to make sure her kid's okay, which, agreed. Yeah. Good idea. Also, she's got money concerns. Like, she bought this oil well, but, like, it's come up dry. Yeah. Uh, which seems very biblical to me. <laughs> right. Hints here from around the world that something's yeah. happening. 
Yeah, like her harvest's gone uh, sour or whatever. Yeah. Also, her financial advisor's not sure she should buy that Ferrari she wants. Right. <laughs> too many hits to the portfolio. I guess. And she was like, what about a Honda or whatever it was? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> I did like her, too. She's like, well, wouldn't they remember I drove a Ferrari in one of my movies and they'd want to give me They'll like, a discount? They'll just give it to me. <laughs> I mean, they might. No, <laughs> to be honest, that's what not happens for, when you're a movie star. Well, they, they just like, give her one. We will put you on the list to be able to buy one. No, I think <laughs> they just give her one. You've been put down your hundred thousand dollar deposit to buy one in the future. Yes, but anyway, back to this important party. This party's gonna have everything: like the director, like another director, a senator, an astronaut, two Jesuits, her neighbors. A psychic, a State Department secretary, and a human suitcase. It sounds like a sweet 70s party. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And again, another one of these stinger-type lines. Like, there was a stillness in the house. And no disturbances that night. Oh. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Now i got to switch to the book. Just give me just a second. Mm -hmm. I'll allow it. Yes. So the party comes and everyone's enjoying curry instead of a buffet. Mm-hmm. And buffet uh, style curry. That's right. What? I switched it to the curry buffet, which seems very messy for like a, just a house party. Right. It's going to get everywhere. Uh, so she's sitting with the celebrity psychic and the dean of the Jesuits talking about a black sheep priest who had also been a medium back in the day. And the dean's kind of like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> the psych kind of giving him the business. So uh, I don't know about you, but I pictured the lady from Poltergeist. <laughs> oh, really? That lady? No, I definitely uh, did not. Yeah, yeah, I can't say that I did either. Okay. <laughs> but yes, they're talking about uh, a medium who became a Jesuit priest later. Talk about levitating things and Chris is thinking back to one time she saw like a Buddha levitate when she was practicing meditation uh, also she's like hey P.S. do you know that cottage that's over by the church like what's going on there and it's like well that's where they say black mass that's a big joke apparently but who's uh, or what's it now all that black... satanism that was happening yeah. Back, yeah. Then. back in the day apparently but only in like Paris it seemed like there was a lot of it there but that's kind of elsewhere, but lives. just a shit ton in France. Yep, that's where they play D and D. You know what they say about yeah. that? It does seem like a crazily uh, impressive topic because everyone's like intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to hear about Black Mass, I mean, you need to talk to the Irish guy over there, this young <laughs> priest, uh, right? Joe D- Joe Dyer. So. Uh, yes, and it's like. They're also talking about some desecrations that happened in the Holy Trinity recently, which uh, after some pleading, it's like, okay, well, someone pooped on the altar cloth, <laughs> and they put I a was like, dick what? on Jesus, and they're like, oh my god, how dare they? So what? What connection do we have to this Holy Trinity Church? By the way, is that the one that's local or what? Yeah, I didn't look it up at all, so I don't know. But Chris is still very interested about that one guy. It's like what. What about that one guy going to that church? He's like uh, that dark boxer-looking dude. I'm like, oh, that's Father Karras. His mom just died. I'm like, that's sad. 
Oh, we just she's, met her. We just met her and her um, squalid apartment. But yeah. Uh, yes, Chris takes it upon herself to serve all the drinks to everybody, and uh, interrupts uh, Dennings yelling "Nazi pig" at Carl. I'm like. So she's like giving out drinks and has to excuse herself to take Reagan to bed and introduces yep. her to almost everyone. She, she avoided the senator, I, I thought. Uh, but Reagan is uh, very oddly very calm and skittish around the psychic. It's like, oh, she just knows I'm a fake. I'm like, okay. I yeah, that's probably what fake. it is. Probably. <laughs> psychic <laughs> knows what's up. Yeah. I think so. She does seem to know what's up in this case, but. Is an inkling. Yes, so they put Reagan to bed. No story. She's like, hey, what's wrong with me? He's like, well, we just need to, you know, let the pills work, honey. Yes, yep. is it really cold in here or what? Like, it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so she gets back to the party right as the senator and his wife are leaving because Dean Dennings has been, you know, accusing people of uh, putting straight pubic hairs in his gin. Not an alcoholic. Not at all. I'm like, what a weird party trick there, friend. (laughs) At this point, I just pictured him as Hunter S. Thompson. like Pretty much. (laughs) Just going off the rails at everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she accosts the young Irish uh, priest on the piano. She's like, really, seriously, about those black masses. He's like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the uh, Father Karras is really the subject matter expert here. It's like, also, by the way, I think we have a visitor. Which is his way of suggesting, hey, your daughter is pissing on the rug right now. Like, right. <laughs> while telling the astronaut, like, you guys are going to die up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're which all like going to die up move. there. Like, for Seriously. Sure. <laughs> I am so serious about you dying in space. I'm going to piss <laughs> on the rug to show you. <laughs> So yes, she rushes and like changes and bathes Reagan and puts her back to bed. And he's like, "I'm sorry, guys. You know how you're having a party and kids just pee everywhere and like right. eleven year old daughter. Uh, what can you do?" But she tells him kind of about her situation, and they're like, "We are going to go home now." Yep. Mm-hmm. Not connected to anything, but it's just time to go home. Right. So the whole time the psychic's a bit disturbed and kind of idles yeah. at the door. So she's like, "Uh." Hey, what do you think about using Ouija boards? And she's like, I think I would take that away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't let her do it. Yeah. That shit is some serious shit. Like, listen, I heard of a family of 11 in Bavaria, and they tried to have a seance, and they burned the whole place down, even the three-month-old baby. And they're all in an asylum now. It was shocking. A celebrity psychic told me about a thing they heard about in Bavaria. That probably definitely happened. Totally. Yep. Yeah. There was no way to prove it didn't happen. <laughs> That's right. We weren't there. There was, How would there we was no Google. <laughs> she's like, ah, I totally thought you were going to tell me my house was haunted. And she's like, right? why, would I tell you, why would I tell you that? And I read that a couple times. And I was like, well, why would I tell you that? Or it was like, why would I tell you that? I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say it. <laughs> also, you know, a friend of mine did used to live here, and he's a Navy admiral. Interesting yep. note. Anyway, please come again. And she's like, okay, bye. And hmm. uh, 
Chris is remarking herself, quiet a night. And checks on the urine stain being cleaned up by somebody else. And uh, peeks in on Reagan, thinking of how she should probably just throw that Ouija board out now and not risk a tantrum tomorrow. But right. no, I'll wait for the pills to work. And, uh, Get the hints, Mom. Awakened by Reagan screaming for her in the middle of the night. Runs to her room to find her in her bed and the whole mattress is violently shaking back and forth. The end. Oh, man. Of part one. <laughs> of part one. The end. So, yes. A lot of ramping up to peeing on the floor and uh, having a vibrating bed. Yep. Yeah. Which doesn't seem that bad, I mean. <laughs> All things considered, yeah. Things I mean, if you don't bad. want to be doing those things, though, it's still probably <laughs> kind of bad. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, just get her a colostomy bag and, you know, make use of the <laughs> bed for massages. Like, it's great. Okay. <laughs> All right, your then. lumbar support and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Overall, I liked this in general. I'm mean, interested to see what happens coming up, but yeah, yeah. Any major predictions about part two? Shit will get worse. <laughs> that that was <laughs> like, what I was going to say. Off yeah. the hook. <laughs> A bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will continue to go downhill yes although it was kind of funny a part two was like well that was weird anyway Reagan got better. <laughs> <laughs> the riddle had <laughs> worked Father everything's Karis fine yeah Father Karis moved on he'll get involved Karis he's not really involved with life. it yet <laughs> no I think the movie was a success yeah, I think yeah. I think Father Karras is going to show up in a more like personal capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know they're they're going to bring those characters together somehow. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And uh, yeah, shit's going to get worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If if Chris thought a shaken bed was bad, wait till she gets sees what's coming up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess I'm. Uh, I got a pretty good idea what's happening in part two. Part three will be kind of the the question mark, right? Of where everything climaxes at. Yeah, I assume standard spooky shit's going to happen. Between That's here my there. assumption. Yes, and uh, mothers are going to suck cocks in hell. <laughs> not not any of yours, just. Gen- in general. Just Something in general. In general. I, I know that's a quote from the movie, and I assume it's said to Father Karras. Makes sense. Yeah. Is Father Marin going to show up, or is he the extra character for the anniversary addiction? I don't know. I don't know no, I think, like, he was just there for the, what, the discovering of the stuff in the Middle East? I guess. Just unrelated. Yeah. Just somewhere else, so we can know who the demon is, even if they don't know. Right. Just the irony of that. Which, again, you know, Pazuzu, not a bad guy. <laughs> Let it be said, we are a <laughs> right? supporter of Pazuzus on this podcast. <laughs> That's <Cool>. right. <laughs> Solid dude. You want him on your team. Solid. <laughs> He's trying to keep these astronauts from blowing up in space. <laughs> Well, if we're going to 
going to do the next section. Then the reading assignment is read through part two, mm-hmm. which all right. in my book goes all the way up to 210. So Jesus. slightly more than last time. Jeebus. And it seems like the uh, the chapters are more evenly spaced this time. That's nice. Like mm-hmm. a 50 page chapter and then. All right. Well, I know it's only been a week, but did you guys have anything else that's good? Anything new to talk about? Um, people are lukewarm on that movie Antebellum. Oh. I plan to watch it, but The Atlantic gave a scathing review. That's it let them down. And the one person I know who's seen it, he's like, I liked it, but it didn't end up going the way I thought it would. I'm like, okay. He's like, but you should watch it. Who, I'm me? Like, all right. No, me. Oh, you. I was like, I, I'll still watch it. I don't even really know about this. So in, instead, read uh, Kindred by Octavia Butler. Oh, is that That might that serve is? you better <laughs> from what people say, but it might be fine enough. I'll have to watch it and find out. Mm. Yeah. Is it based on Kindred, or is it different? No. I don't think so, but people different. should read Kindred anyway. People should, yeah. <laughs> Just read it. Just do that it. should be a thing that we read. Don't that should it. be like a like a high school reading. I yeah, feel like Alex basically just said, like, think a little bit like the village. Yeah, for for an idea of kind of where it goes a little off kilter for people. Okay. But other than that, like, it can be. He's like, other than that, it's it's interesting. Oh. So, but it's it's got Janelle Monet in it. It does. She she wants to be your dirty computer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Which I like that. I mean, it just came out. You know, it did just come out. I'm sure more opinions will circulate. Oh, and uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg too. We can't forget about her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a kick in the nuts. That was seriously. Yep. I was very upset for like an hour last night. Yep. One of my I like Facebook her. friends just posted the word fuck. Yeah, that was exactly how I felt. And I was like, what is this about? Uh-huh. RBG could not make it to pass the election like she wanted because we know Moscow Mitch is not going to follow the precedent he set and go, well, you know, it's an election year. So. He already said. Yeah, no. He already he, said he he's an asshole. He didn't even wait for her to be cold before. He's like, we're going to fill the slot. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. So as a result, we will all be screwed for 30 fucking years. <sighs> I said what else is good, goddammit. Like <laughs> <laughs> What else just fills you with existential dread? Um, it's oh, easy man. to move to Panama. <laughs> That's a good thing I Apropos of nothing. <laughs> if uh shit goes uh, really bad here, all you need to do to get permanent residency there is put $5,000 in a Panamanian bank account Done. and either buy a property worth 10000 or more or get a job or start a business. You can pay cash wow. for that shit. Like, let's go. And then you have permanent residency in Panama. Well, wow. all right. Yeah. And it's Fair cheaper enough. cost of living. They use the dollar as their currency, so there's no change in currencies or anything. Yeah. And uh, they have a lot of good stuff there. It's actually a pretty decent place to live, apparently, for expats. Mm. In Central America. They have a canal. They do. <laughs> a lot of international business opportunities. They have a stable government. They have good health care and good internet and shit like that. So yeah. that's All something right. good. 
That's a plus. There. And they're well, very. Uh, Thank you. And they do encourage uh, immigrants from countries they're friendly with, like which includes us. So they yeah. want foreigners to come there who are part of their friends. Yeah. So yes. nice. And if you retire there, you get a shit ton of discounts. Oh. And like everything, like fifty percent off on some shit. Panama like entertainment. Lots of entertainment options. Yep, thirty percent off like transportation things. You can get money off of like buying a house, healthcare, all this shit. Oh, wow. So it's amazing. Not a bad uh, not a bad option to look into and stick yeah. around for. I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they actually have a... I learned this from Andrew Zimmern's show, because we were watching that today. They have a uh, established Chinese population there that's been there as long as, since 1850, about the same time as our Chinese people, who came for the same thing, for railroads. So they have some really good Chinese food down there that is also rooted in Cantonese cuisine, but tweaked towards the Panamanian taste a little bit, just like our Chinese was changed for our taste mm. a bit. So you can get some interesting, interesting food and whatnot, and... I don't know what that would taste like, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Some of it's the same. Like, they have fucking sweet and sour pork. Yeah. Uh, about other things, though. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been watching uh, Was It Love on Netflix, uh-huh. which is a uh-huh. Korean drama. Uh-huh. It's got all of the usual Korean drama tropes. Fantastic. Uh-huh. You've got, you've got the, uh, the strong female lead, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like the three dudes that are all in love with her. Mm-hmm. So like what it comes down to is uh, she gets saddled with some debt because mm-hmm. of her, uh, her bosses, like unfortunate uh, habits, mistakes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the way that she can repay those debts is by making a movie. Oh, but it turns out that, uh, the person who wrote the movie is also someone that she used to have a relationship with. Uh-oh. And the financier, the guy that he wants to star in the movie, is also someone that she has some former relationship with. Oh, boy. But of course. Yeah. So, you know, it's anyone's guess how this is going to turn out. <laughs> uh. Right? Like, we, we really don't know. Like, the, the first few episodes are like, is this movie even going to be made? Uh-huh. Oh. Can we even get this done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or will the uh, derail us? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's it's got all the all the stuff you're used to if you like Korean dramas. It's really good. It's cool. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. 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 Oh. Perfect. It's the same kind of question I have every time we record. Like We'll be able to cut through the romantic tension and get this done, or <laughs> <laughs> keep your pants on. Yep, I don't have to. Down. That's true. Down, I will never know. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So we got uh for us a decent amount of conversation going on a uh, thread we had on Facebook mm-hmm. about what books we should have. For us, it was good. For other people, it was not that much, but, you know. Uh, yeah. One of our uh, followers suggested some James Bond stuff. And one of the mm-hmm. things he was telling me about was this book, Thrilling Cities, that Ian Fleming did. Uh, basically, it's a c- compilation of essays that he did for the 
uh, some London newspaper where he just kind of traveled around the world and wrote about them. So oh. uh, I'm listening to it on audiobook, and I'm not super far into it, but uh, it, it's pretty interesting. And uh, because it's sort of like a uh, double type of time capsule, you know, not only for, you know, Ian Fleming's uh, voice and style, but also uh, what it would be like traveling the world in like the 70s. As yeah. like a well-connected British dude. So, yeah, right. Like uh, a very grumpy, very rich British guy traveling the world. <laughs> very, uh, very put out about like four-hour flights hopping from London through you know the Middle East to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And uh, being very... Uh, very bigoted and derisive to the people in the Middle East, and oh uh, no, openly so admitting <laughs> to it, like the people like, giving is, him all his oil back then. I forget if it was Beirut or wherever they stopped. He's like, this is the shabbiest airport in the whole world. Like, <laughs> well, that was Which probably true then. True, but you know, it probably uh, was true. <laughs> it uh, reminded reminded me a lot of like the Top Gear guys, like. I love this them. is the whatever in the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I've really only gotten through his uh, part in Hong Kong, but he's, you know, again, seeing it in the 70s as a super rich guy staying with like the second most powerful man in Hong Kong. Right. So of course, he sees the best of the best stuff and like uh Spends way too much time talking about, you know, the uh, the escort houses and, of course, <laughs> you know, different ways you can spend time with, you know, courtesans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And describing gambling. So, you know, you know, all the typical things you might expect after we read Casino Royale. Like, right. Yeah. I'm like, actually not surprised about it. Here's the casino I went to and here's all the different games I played and here's how they fuck you over and what you should do. So. Mm-hmm. And. uh chatting up women and whatnot and putting mm-hmm. his patented move on them where he reads their palms. <laughs> and he's like, this line says you are undersexed. Like, oh my oh. god. Mr. Bob Harris, no. <laughs> 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 so yes. I can recommend the audiobook especially because the guy who reads it's very good. So Nice. I'm enjoying that, and I uh, expect to continue to. So, Thrilling Cities by Ian. Fantastic. Yes. Grumpy British dude in the 70s. Flying around the world. His first flight, he's sitting next to this guy from New Zealand who's got a very expensive camera. And when they land in, like, uh, Iran, he's like, you should take that camera with you because someone will steal it. He's like, no, that's okay. No worries, or whatever New Zealanders say. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Somebody stole stolen. Stolen right away. He's like, see, I told you these people are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like $150 a camera, gone. Yep. Which in the 1970s would be a big deal, but you know. Yep. yep. It would still suck either way, anyway. Anyhow, that's all I got for ya. Okay. That was our session for today. Quick reminder on reading homework. To fully prep for next time, you should read all of part two, The Edge, wherein things really start to take a turn for the worse. I know last time that I said we'd be on a quick turnaround for this episode, but work and family schedules and general laziness conspired against me this time around. 
But for real, this time the next episode should be dropping on Sunday, so get to reading. Usually we close things out right about now with On Second Thoughts. But in lieu of that today, let me just say, early voting is now open here in Texas, and most likely it is or will be soon where you are too. I'm sure you're getting bombarded with this message already, but please take the time to vote. Make a plan. Find your polling place. Get a friend to come vote with you. It really is one of the easiest and most satisfying civic duties we have as Americans. So do it, but be safe, please. And if you need a better resource than me to help you plan, Vote Save America is the search you should do. Today's episode was delivered via Ouija board planchette twitches from Chris Chris Ham, Chris Other Chris Jacobson, was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. I've also found you can buy uh, like farmland in Italy for pretty cheap. You can. <laughs> you only have to go back a couple of generations to be able to claim like uh, citizenship yeah. rights. So if only I had an oh, really? ancestor. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, see, you're set. <laughs> you can get that better passport, that EU passport, then. Oh, man. My wife's grandparents are both 100% Italian, so. She should my, do that. My mom's mom is Italian, so there yeah, you go. See? There we go. Cheer, yep. Let's start a goddamn farm. Your mom should right. do it too, and then you can get it, I and can then you guys drink can wine. That's probably all you need to know to grow wine, right? Oh, sure, pretty much. Yeah. What you do is you just you just pay the guy who's managing the vineyard before you bought it to keep managing it. Get some goats. Get some goat <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Some chev. Yep, we got a plan. <laughs> yes. Do you suppose the chevre likes chevre cheese? Or Hopefully. <laughs> One more hope. Le chev. The chef. I am the cream <laughs> cheese, Mr. Bond. <Bumble. laughs> <laughs>